America is not just North America. It's Central and South America, too. So the center of America is not Butte, Montana, but San Juan, Puerto Rico, Port-au-Prince, Haiti, Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. That's the real center of America. So take pride in that. From NPR and Futuro Media, it's Latino USA. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Today, a conversation with Latin jazz maestro Bobby Sanabria and a rethinking of a Broadway classic, West Side Story. In 2017, a little musical by the name of West Side Story celebrated its 60th anniversary. The musical, which made its debut on Broadway in 1957, was immortalized on the silver screen in 1961. That's how West Side Story reached the masses. The iconic film, filled with colorful music and a tragic New York love story, graced the screens of many theaters, including one in the Bronx, where a young New Yorican kid named Bobby Sanabria watched in awe. Bobby Sanabria is a Latin jazz drummer and a composer. And to honor West Side Story's legacy, Sanabria re-envisioned the soundtrack to what Latino New York City actually sounds like. In the album, West Side Story Reimagined, Sanabria is accompanied by his big band, where he infuses classic numbers like Tonight and America with Latin jazz and samba. Bobby Sanabria shared with me what West Side Story has meant to him, and he broke down how he paid tribute to this classic musical. Bobby Sanabria, welcome to Latino USA. Thanks so much, Maria. Lesbian, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. It's always a privilege and honor to be here. So you wrote this pretty long analysis in the NALIP, the National Institute for Latino Policy, where you're basically saying, we're rethinking West Side Story. But let me just take you back to when you're a little kid, Puerto Rican kid growing up in the Bronx. When's the first time that you saw West Side Story? It was the 10th anniversary of the movie, which is 1972. And my parents took me and my sister Joanne to see it at the Lowest Paradise Theater, which was the largest theater in the Bronx at the time. When you walked in there, even though the Bronx was burning and all that kind of stuff was happening, you felt like you were in heaven. And I was sitting there and I was like mesmerized. My favorite show when I was growing up was The Twilight Zone. It affected me a lot. When I was looking at this movie, I said, wow, this is the greatest episode of The Twilight Zone that I've ever seen. (laughs) Starring Latinos. Right. So for me, Bobby, I was growing up in Chicago, Mexican kid, and we hear that the movie is going to be played on television. And I had to get special permission from my father to go watch the movie with my sister. And frankly, my life kind of changed when I watched West Side Story because it was the first time that there were 
Spanish-speaking people on television. What is going on with you, Maria? I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I existed in the United States because of that. I had the same feeling. I mean, imagine me growing up a New Yorker with my sister. My parents had experienced racial prejudice, bigotry, and then all of a sudden we see people portraying us on film. It validated us. And because I had that music gene inside of me, the music just blew my freaking head apart. I just couldn't believe it, what I was hearing. And so now, Bobby, you have reimagined what Leonard Bernstein reimagined, and your version, it's basically a Latin jazz version of West Side Story. Well, first of all, West Side Story in and of itself is the most difficult music that has ever been composed for a Broadway show. It's, it's still the gold standard. And Why? Because not... it, it, combined, it combined lyric opera, Maria, opera, show music, vaudeville, jazz, Latin music, orchestral music, all that in a bag of chips, as we would say in, in the Bronx. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's all in there, and you have to have incredible skills to play the music. Just the the song "Cool." Get cool, boy. Got a rocket in your pocket. Keep coolly cool, boy. It is what we call in classical music a fugue. All these different melodies colliding against each other. You had to have actors who could sing and dance, but on a level that had never been attempted before. The uh, And that was one of the reasons the original backers of West Side Story pulled out, because you'll, they said you'll never be able to get actors that can sing and dance all that incredibly hard, difficult music. In 1957, uh, it was the Puerto Rican community being looked at as intruders into these established white working class ethnic communities. But since 1957, everything has changed. Those communities now are our communities, and now the gentrifiers want those communities back. So what I did was flip the script. So now when you hear the whistle in the beginning, you go, oh, West Side Story. You hear the snapping of the fingers in the beginning, oh yeah, West Side Story. But then on top of that, all of you hear, son, you hear, which is the rhythm of clave, which is the omnipresent ground force, metaphors in Cuban, Puerto Rican, Dominican music and it informs everything we do in New York City. So now you, when you hear it from the beginning, you go, oh, wait a minute, this is a different West Side Story. The neighborhood has changed, and now it's the white gentrifiers are the ones who are the intruders on our communities. So to do that, every piece has different Latin American rhythms. Represents what the Latino community of New York is now. It's not just Puerto Rican anymore. It's not just with, with some Cubans. It is now all of Latin America. I'm hoping that for fans of West Side Story, 
they look at this as, wow, all of this was generated by Maestro Leonard Bernstein, who had a supreme love of all things Latino. There was your remake. I mean, I think everybody loves the piece tonight. Tonight, tonight. And I have to say that in your version, I just found myself falling in love with the song all over again. In the song tonight, it, it's about Maria's anticipation of finding some something new in this country, which is basically love and also her womanhood, too. Coming up on Latino USA, my conversation with Bobby Sanabria continues. Stay with us. No te vayas. Comedian Nicole Byer has some thoughts on organized religion. 10% of your earnings going to the church is an insane thing to ask. Like, that's how much I pay my agent and my manager. Do you know what I'm saying? And they (laughs) they get get me jobs. The Gospel According to Nicole. Listen to It's Been a Minute from NPR. We're back. And earlier, we mentioned a column that Bobby Sanabria wrote for the National Institute of Latino Policy. And we're going to dive into that piece of writing now. So in your reading of Leonard Bernstein's work and in your writing, Bobby, your interpretation is that in West Side Story, Leonard Bernstein essentially was working with the Orishas. People might be like, what are the Orishas? Orishas are superhuman deities. Compare them, for a reference point for your listeners, to Marvel superheroes. (laughs) The religion comes from the Yoruba people in Nigeria, in West Africa, and it was brought to the island of Cuba, and it spread out to Brazil and Haiti, etc., Puerto Rico, during the colonial period. One of them is Elegua, and he is the avatar of what we call Ache, which is the uh, positive energy force that permeates all throughout the universe. And that is evoked by Bernardo. Alegua's colors are red and black, red for life and black for death. He's the beginning, he's the end. So when you see Bernardo for the first time, right in the beginning of the movie, what's he dressed as? Black and red. He's Mm -hmm. wearing black and red. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, wait. So, Bobby, you're saying that Leonard Bernstein actually knew that? That Leonard Bernstein, because of his relationship with the Latin American and Latino community, he had an inkling into what Yoruba and Santeria was and maybe knew who Elegua was? I'm sure he did because he used to go to the Palladium Ballroom. He was good friends with Tito Puente. And that was permeated throughout the culture in the music, especially in the 1950s, because Cuban music was ubiquitous, not only in New York, but all over the world at that time. And there's other references 
When you see Riff in the beginning, walking across the park, there's a little girl, and she's drawing concentric circles in chalk on the ground in the cement. That uh, Legua is always represented by a young child in concentric circles. The tri- the, the opening, <laughs> the, uh, the opening whistle, the tritone, the three notes. Legua's number is three. The whole show is based on those three notes. The number three. I mean, and then in the prologue, when you hear the prologue in the beginning, the melody of the prologue is a three-bar pattern that keeps inverting in on itself. So when you hear it in our version with the clave, it keeps inverting and inverting. There's been a lot of criticism of West Side Story, in the, especially in the Puerto Rican intellectual community. When I read Francis Negron's opinion piece saying that West Side Story to Puerto Ricans is what birth of a nation is to African-Americans, that's when I decided to write this. Because when I get mad, there's two things. I start expressing my feelings viscerally (laughs) out loud. And then what usually happens, I start figuring out a way to, in my opinion, rectify this situation. That's why I wrote the opinion piece. So in some ways, if you can read that, Bobby, okay. isn't that kind of your summation of it all? But, but I'll you, read it. I'll okay, read it. read it. But that's looking at things superficially. It's a complex story of romance set in the energy of the inner city amidst racism, bigotry, territorial imperative, and what causes it, fear and ignorance. It's offset by cultural pride, humor, and the spirit of fighting for what one believes in, be it good or bad. In The Lovers... Tony and Maria's case, it's about their hopes, dreams, and the ultimate power, love. Setting aside the ridiculous move by the producers to actually spray paint the actors playing the Puerto Rican characters in the film Orange, something my sister and I noticed right away and confirmed by star Rita Moreno in her memoirs. When I first heard the music, I was flabbergasted. Maestro Leonard Bernstein had tapped directly into what sets our fair city apart from any other place on spaceship Earth. Ache, energy, hipness, and ultimately, cool. So on the one hand, you're saying, look, this West Side Story totally got us in ways that we weren't even aware of. On the other hand, it was coming from kind of a white perspective and putting brown face and orange makeup on people of color who many of them were not Latinos in, in playing the role of Latinos in, in, in this film. It's funny that you mentioned that because when my sister was sitting next to me at the theater, we're watching it and I'm like enthralled with the music and I'm the visuals and the spectacular images, my sister goes to me, how come the Puerto Ricans are all orange? <laughs> and then I go, you gotta, you know, yeah, you're right. And then she goes, it only looks Puerto Rican too. I understood it from the perspective of the producers because they wanted to heighten the tension Mm -hmm. between the white gang and the Puerto Ricans. So you mention a lot in your writing about Ashe, which you have just brought forth, right, which is the general positive energy And I'm wondering, you're talking about love, you're talking about Ashe, and we're talking about West Side Story. And do you think that most people come away from West Side Story as a hopeful love story or rather really like prescient of 
of war and hatred and division. I was very aware of what was happening when I was young and watched West Side Story because I was experiencing it in the neighborhoods. I was experiencing being called a spick, being called a half-breed. The main thing is education. And one of the things that we have to educate our youth, especially Latino youth, is that we are multicultural society. We are like the uber multicultural society. Octavio Paz, the great Mexican writer, talks about that that the greatest civilizations have always been combinations of all these different cultures coming together. And who is more representative of that than Latinos? We got it all. It's like God looked at Earth and said, you know what? You guys are going to suffer. You know, you're going to get a lot of crap. But I'm going to give you everything. The music, the dance, you know, uh, the the romance, everything. The uh, racial spectrum yeah, the, from light to dark. Yeah, We, as Latinos, have to be prideful of that, but in a very positive way. And that's what the purpose of this this reimagining is. And, And that was the purpose that Maestro Bernstein had in the score. Bobby, thank you so much for reimagining West Side Story for yourself and for all of us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Bobby Sanabria is a multi-Grammy Award nominee. He's a drummer, a composer, and an educator. And he's a self-proclaimed son of the Bronx. His tribute to West Side Story, West Side Story Reimagined, is out now. This episode originally aired in September of 2018. It was produced by Gini Montalvo and Janice Yamoka and edited by Marlon Bishop. The Latino USA team includes Miguel Macias, Sofia Palizacá, Luis Treyes, Antonia Cerejido, Alisa Escarce, and Alejandra Salazar, with help from Raúl Pérez. Our engineers are Stephanie Lebeau and Julia Caruso. Additional engineering this week by Leah Shaw. Our director of programming and operations is Natalia Fidelholz. Our digital editor is Amanda Alcantara. Our New York Women's Foundation Ignite Fellow is Julia Rocha. Our interns are Sofia Sanchez and Marie Mendoza. Our theme music was composed by Zenia Rubinos. If you like the music you heard on this episode, stop by latinousa.org and check out our weekly Spotify playlist. I'm your host and executive producer, Maria Hinojosa. Join us again on our next episode. And in the meantime, look for us on all of your social media. Hasta la próxima. Ciao. Latino USA is made possible in part by the Wincote Foundation, the Ford Foundation, working with visionaries on the front lines of social change worldwide, and the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Mm-hmm.